to the Apostle Frederick Kaluluma podcast channel. Apostle Frederick is the senior pastor of the City of the Lord Church, and he has been anointed by God with a message that will take you deeper in your walk with Christ. We have the mission to bring hope to the hopeless, and we seek to build a community of believers founded on faith and walking in love until the return of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, if you would like to officially join the City of the Lord Church and get access to pastoral care, counsel, and one-on-one sessions with the man of God, fill in the form in the link below the podcast description. Now, here comes today's powerful word. It is your word. So grab your Bibles, pens, and notepads as we join Apostle Frederick from the City of the Lord Church in Lusaka, Zambia. Be blessed. Okay, let's go. So, there was uh, Mr. Zimba. He peeped over the fence and he noticed that the neighbor's little boy was in his backyard filling up a hole. So he was curious about what the kid was up to. And he said, what are you doing, Jimmy? And then Jimmy had tears in his eyes and he replied, my goldfish died and I've just buried him. So Mr. Zimba replied, that's an awfully large hole for a goldfish. And little Jimmy replied, well, that's because he's in your cut. (laughs) So let's... So be careful with little Jimmy. So let's go to today's message. Guys, honestly, you got that one and you never got the pastoral one. You know, I'm going to be doing pastoral jokes from now on until someone gets it. There's this this nice one about a pastor, a rabbi, and a priest. And then to get it, you need to know how pastors, rabbis, and priests are oriented. Should I come with it next week? Okay, so we're talking about something interesting. Last week we said talking about being led by the Spirit, right? I've taken a brief detour, but I'm still around the same topic. But we're taking a detour. Um, And I want to explain spirituals. Let's put it like that. I want us to have an understanding of spirituals because I've realized that you can't fully understand being led by the Spirit if you don't understand spirituals. 1 Corinthians chapter number 12 and verse 1. How many of you are using a physical Bible? Okay, fine. On your digital one, how many of you have noticed the word gifts is in italics? Is that the case on the digital one as well? Or it's just the physical one? It says, now concerning spiritual gifts. How many of you have noticed the word gifts in italics? Is 
is it appear? I haven't checked it on the digital one. Is it appearing the same on the digital? On the digital, everything just the same. Even on the digital, it's appearing in italics, right? Now, there's a reason for that. Um, when you when you study a bit of Bible interpretation, and you realize that um, the Bible has been translated in several languages, right? Now we know it was preserved in a text called the Textus something. Receptus, Textus Receptus in Latin. And then now we had translators translating to various languages such as English and the like. So sometimes what they would do is if a word doesn't seem to be making grammatical sense, perhaps they would add one and then maybe they'll put it in italics or something like that. So the reason why it's in italics is because if you're to read it in its context, its original context, in the Greek in which it was written, what it really says is now concerning spirituals. I do not want you to be ignorant. You can look that up if you want. Because when you continue reading 1 Corinthians chapter 12, you'll notice that it's not just spiritual gifts that are spoken about, it's spirituals. And you'll see some of the spirituals as we go on. Hearing God is a topic that many pastors don't like teaching. Should I tell you why? If you have a whole congregation that claims to hear God, it can get chaotic. This one will hear this. I don't want to hear that. This one will hear you're my wife. The other one will hear, no, my husband is that one. Who's also been heard by someone? Who's also been heard by someone? It can get chaotic. Sometimes people miss badly over the bar. I don't know if you're getting me. And also, issues to do with spiritual gifts come up. And just generally spirituals. Get chaotic because um, many people do not have an understanding of how the spiritual realm functions. However, scripturally, you are not supposed to be ignorant of spirituals. And it is better to have a kindergarten than a graveyard. People can make mistakes in a kindergarten, but at least there is life and there is room for growth. So even as we are teaching these things, I want you to also bear with others in understanding that people are still learning, especially when it comes to issues of hearing God. People are still learning. And the thing is, the way you hear God is interesting. It's very rarely, from my experience, that you hear an external voice. Usually the channel that God uses to speak to you is the channel of your inner man. But then the inner man can also communicate your own thoughts the inner man can also communicate your emotions. The inner man can communicate your subconscious. The inner man can communicate Satan if he manages to externally suggest certain things. And that's why understanding spirituals is important because when you know the rules, the spiritual realm also has rules. So when you know the rules of how the spiritual realm engages, 
you easily know when to decipher what. You'll see as we go on. And some of them you learn with time. For example, when casting out a demon, and all believers should be casting out demons. When casting out a demon, no matter what you do, don't do what it's telling you to do. Ine, gatufula ni chosa. First, speak in tongues for 10 minutes. After Mwasiriza, then this, 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 this. You know what you're doing? You're becoming its slave because you're a slave to whoever you obey. And that's the difference between those who appease the demons so that they do nothing to a person and those who cast them out. Okay? If we are to continue further on the topic of demon casting, what demons try to do is that they try to get you in the flesh. Because in the flesh, they'll beat you. <laughs> so you'll find you're casting out a demon, then he starts saying, Yes, stupid man, yes, stupid. Before you know it, a fight has broken out. And somebody, you are fighting from physical strength, someone is fighting from, with powers. You might get beaten. I'm just giving you examples through casting out demons, right? Because sometimes people don't talk about these things. Another thing, be careful before you give a demon a mic. There's a reason I don't give them. <laughs> there was a time something happened. There was a church, and then like this person manifested this demon. And so, like I think it was one of the intercessors casting it out. And so the intercessor went, Nindani anakutuma! And then the demon answered, Babusa. <laughs> For those who don't know what a busa is. <laughs> and then there was another time where there was a fight between two pastors. There is one pastor who had a TV program, like it was started at 19. Then the other one, it would be 19.30. So the one at 19 was casting out a demon live on TV. And then the demon said it was sent by the pastor from the one at 19.30 because your show gets more attention and the like. So I'm just giving you an idea that the spiritual realm has got a way it works. So concerning spirituals, and in this context, if you still say spiritual gifts, it's okay. But when you read the entire chapter 12, you'll notice that they are spirituals. It says, I do not want you to be ignorant. Now the reason why the church in 1 Corinthians was why Paul had to write an instructive letter of spirit, about spirituals is because the, first, the church in 1 Corinthians was very gifted but out of order. They were out of order, one, in the sense that they were living in sin. The, the, the area of Corinth was already a highly charged spiritual place. As a matter of fact, one of their spiritual services in Corinth was to go to a temple and sleep with temple prostitutes. That's why Paul in his writing was very deliberate to tell them he had the temple of the Holy Spirit. There's a reason why he was writing like that. And so because that area was filled with a lot of sexual immorality, some of that stuff stayed happening in the church. That's why there was a guy that he had to expel from church for some time. Then in 2 Corinthians brought him back because he was unrepentant and I think he was sleeping with his brother's mother or something like that. And yet it was a very gifted church. So let me start from here. It's very possible to manifest the gift of the Spirit and not manifest the fruit of the Spirit. And so, that's, that's something that's quite unfortunate. That being gifted doesn't mean, the gift doesn't build your character. 
when you read the scriptures, the gifts are for the purpose of building the church. You build your character through your own fellowship with God. And it's your own fellowship with God that births the fruit of the Spirit. And the challenge is this. When your level of gifting far surpasses your level of character, what will happen is this. You'll be a blessing to people at a distance. And then for those who are close, we'll have to start teaching. You see, a man of God is a man first, and A, B, C, D. And we'll have to start teaching excuses. And that's why someone said, I think I heard this during marriage counseling, that if you want to know whether someone is born again, ask their spouse. <laughs> For those who are married, you ask their spouse. They will tell you, ah, <laughs> preaching here, they go, but salvation. We are believing God for a miracle. So that's the case. And sometimes that's been the case, right? Where somebody's gift far surpasses maybe their level of Christian character. And then it's also possible for somebody's gift to surpass their level of order. There are some people who may not be sinful, but they are disorderly. And so their level of gift ends up uh, surpassing their level of order. And if you read from 1 Corinthians, the ones that usually get irritated or frustrated by that is the local church. And that's why order in the local church will then be taught as legalism. Let's continue. We're going somewhere. Yeah. So now, spirituals have a way they work. And today, I think in Bible school, this is called pneumatology, right? By the time we're done, for those of you who are just meeting me, my principle is this. If you've been with me for three years, it should have been as though you've been to Bible school. That's my principle. How many of you have been with me for three years? Raise your hands. I want to come ask you a question. <laughs> Why are you raising your hands in a very... I'll prepare an exam. Okay, so let's go. Now, a few things you need to note before we go on. Firstly, people are at different levels. And that's why you'll find that uh, in understanding how God works, I can say these things, right? Have you noticed that whenever God wants to do something, he will raise people? So even when, with the outpouring of the Spirit, when people asked, what is this? Peter stood up. Why? Because Jesus had appointed Peter. So that the Holy Spirit will lead moves through people. That's what he does. No matter how much... Listen, I've attended all manners of programs. I used to be very... There's a reason why I tell you which programs to go to. I used to be very... I was, okay, I was invited a lot. And uh, especially being a preacher, I've attended all sorts of things. I've, I've heard... I've heard people say things that are not true when you get to know them personally. You guys, problems that your program is too programmed. For me, when I just stand, I just stand and the Holy Ghost does whatever he wants to do. That's not true. The Holy Spirit needs people to preach. The Bible doesn't say, and then I'll send the Holy Spirit and he will make disciples. The Holy Spirit fills men and then men make disciples. 
That's how it works. And you'll notice that the majority of people who've got this view of God where it's just them and the Spirit of God alone observe one thing that's common about them. They may have a good heart, but they become disorderly very fast. Because they are not, they're being wiser than God. That's not the way he designed spirituals to be. Not even angels have been designed to be the ones preaching. So sometimes you find it's a prayer point. Yes, there are supernatural events that may be due to proximity or something like that. God may raise angels to go say something, right? But usually the angels will probably point the person to a person. What happened when the angels went to Cornelius? Say, go to Peter. Why? Because it's not being given to them to preach the gospel. So if you're going to say, okay, now we're just going to pray for souls to get saved, that's fine. But what you're really praying for is for them to be convicted as you preach. Because the angels are not going to do it for you. You have to go do it yourself. I hope you're following me. We're going somewhere. Or, I know in this church, I should I hear, we've given you a platform to share and I should hear you saying the words, for me, I don't depend on preparing. I rely directly. The, whole, the Bible says the Spirit will tell you what to say. Have you read the context of that scripture? The context was when you're arrested for persecution. <laughs> Why do you think the apostles had to give themselves to the word and prayer? Because it's important to prepare. So I hope you're hearing me. So we are deciphering spirituals. As we're going on. And I'm hopeful that some of the Q&A will be on spirituals. Nalem, with certain topics. At least give me a three-week break. I handled them a lot during the seminar. Three-week break. Three-week break. He will not marry in those three weeks. Give me a three-week break. Okay, let's continue. And then, like I said earlier, it's better to have chaos and you teach order than not have anything at all. And then for there to be order, people must understand spirituals. So most spirituals are found in 1 Corinthians 12, 13, and 14. So let's have the first part of spirituals. So 1 Corinthians 12, maybe we start from verse 1, right? Then we're going to settle on verse 4 to 7. Uh, do we want to read it together? So that we judge who reads faster than the other. Tell your neighbor, I should hear you reading. One, two, three, go. Now, concerning spirituals, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. So wait, tell your neighbor, don't be ignorant about spirituals. It's, you know it's to your disadvantage if you're ignorant about spirituals. Here is where the challenge comes in. Sometimes you're dealing with, let's say, an occultist, right? Or a you're dealing with an occultist and you're dealing with uh, maybe a wizard, a witch, a harlock, whatever they are. You find sometimes the challenge is that they understand spirituals more than believers. And they know how to negatively use them. How many of you have ever... <laughs> as well. I'll tell you something. Uh, let's continue. No, no, I'll, I'll tell, no, that one I'll have to say it when we're not live. I can't say it. The spirit, no, no, the spirit of a prophet is subject to a prophet. That one isn't the Holy Spirit. That, that, that was, I was just going to say something, but I can't say it here. 
you know that you were Gentiles carried away to these dumb idols, however you were led. Let's continue. I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed. And no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. Now verse 4. Are we following? This is the part now. There are diversities of gifts but the same Spirit. Uh -huh. There are differences of ministries. If you're reading from the King James, I think it says administrations. Can I have it in King James? And there are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. Third one. And there are diversities of operations, but it is the same God which worketh all in all. Now, I want you to know that the writer was being very deliberate. How many of you can see the trinity of God in that scripture? Okay. Let's go back. Verse 4. There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. Who's been spoken about there? The Holy Spirit. Let's continue. There are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. Who's been spoken about there? Okay, third one. And there are differences, there are diversities of operations, but it is the same God which worketh all in all. Who's been spoken about there? The Father. Praise God. So now, it means that God wants the church to understand the diversity of gifts, to understand, give me the second one, verse 5, the differences of administrations meaning Jesus doesn't administer everything the same way and you'll see as we go on and then the gifts don't manifest the same way even the same gift some people have come to me and have been a bit disappointed because maybe they expected me to teach them how to heal sick. No, you will feel a fire in your left hand. And then you do your hand like this. There are differences and there are diversities. You know, even the gifts of healings are many. You see as we go on. And you know that they manifest differently. Not everyone will feel a fire in their hand. I can count the number of times I've felt a fire in my hand. Very rarely. I even admire people who say, Me, I was feeling a fire in me. It's, I can count. But I know how the gifts of healings works with me. And I also know which gifts it works with usually. And usually if I want to start functioning, because how the anointing works is that the anointing teaches you how it works. So if I want to start functioning, if I am about to do a healing session, I would rather it's quiet like this. I don't want to start a song immediately. And I don't want, I need quiet. That's usually how I flow. But somebody else might flow differently. Because God has called us differently. Even people under me flow differently. 
As a matter of fact, I get irritated when some, I've told them, ask them, I've told them, I get so irritated when someone is trying to be exactly like me. Like I can watch myself on YouTube, I can watch myself on Facebook, I've got a podcast channel, I've got videos of myself in the phone, I can go in the mirror and preach to myself. I, how will I get blessed if someone is trying to be exactly like me? The biggest thing, I'll tell you this, for those who minister under me, the biggest thing I want you to learn are the principles and don't bring funny doctrines. That's all. Okay, let's go. So there are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. There are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. And diversities of operations. Now, <laughs> all these are different levels. And I must mention that the highest level is at the, at the operations. And then we've got the administrations. And then we've got the gifts. You'll see as you study the scriptures. Because God has got a way he's planning for the entire body of Christ. Then you find there is a way in part of that plan he's given to me to think about the way the city of the Lord Church should function. Then there is a way in part of that COL plan He's given to, it's, 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 it's such, it's, it's macro, it's micro, it's everything. But you'll notice that the gifts were meant to be more micro than macro. By micro, I mean the gifts were meant to minister to individuals. So the challenge we have sometimes is that we go certain cases where someone is targeting the entire body of Christ when the reason they were given the gift firstly is that there are 30 people in their neighborhood who need a touch from God. Then you find ministries who also have a target population that God will give. Then his operations are global and beyond. But let's continue. Okay, so verse 7. Are you guys seeing how it builds up? So verse 7, he then begins to teach the diversities of gifts. Verse 7 begins, But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. Meaning, now we know these are gifts because earlier we had talked about the diversities of gifts, right? But in the way they work, they work as manifestations at this level. What that means is that, how can I put it? They manifest. It's not turned on the whole day. No, somebody has to say it. You know, I've had situations where maybe somebody knows you prophesies, you prophesy, and they think you're reading their mind the whole day. <laughs> and you find somebody sends you a message. How could you not comfort me in my trying moment? And you're like, what trying moment? I know you know. You prophesy, God speaks to you. What if he didn't show me? And you have to understand it first from this level. That is why you can't force, you can't force a prophecy out of someone. And let me tell you something. I'll, like on the prophetic, let me just tell you one key ingredient. Never force it. Never force it. Guys, and that's why be careful who you're
prophetic inspirations are. Because a lot of them lie. I'm sorry to say this. When I say lie, I mean there's a way they market themselves which is not accurate. You find somebody's having a meeting and they've marketed it as if you just look into my eyes, I'll prophesy to you. What? You guys have never seen such marketing. Like, this meeting is 200% prophetic. You just see my face, I prophesy to you. You find two people are prophesying. You can't control the Holy Spirit. You can't. That's not how it works. And that's why people start manufacturing. You find the person is, is gifted accurately. But then because they've created an impression that it's not a Sunday service until you're located, some locations become physical. And that's why you... No, I'll tell you this. That's why you'll notice that many members who were trained to think that it's not a proper Sunday service until they're located, they don't usually stay in one church. That's why you'll find... You'd, I would be amazed. The same people shifting from one prophet to another to another because the locations have finished. And you know the challenging thing is that when you leave the prophetic as it is, there is a beauty about it. There is a beauty about it. When you don't, when you're not trying to manufacture, there is a breath that it comes with. It comes with the breath of God. Where if all you heard is stop crying, you didn't hear anything else, that stop crying comes with bigger impact than anything else. And, and the way God is, sometimes he'll tell you a thousand things. Sometimes he'll tell you one thing. It's about being faithful. Now, the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man. So the first thing we have to know is that every, the every man being spoken of here is, every, is a believer. Every believer has been given the manifestation of the Spirit. So, you are gifted. And then it says to profit with all, meaning to profit everyone. What that means is the reason why some believers are not profiting right now is because you are sitting on your gift. Maybe you didn't hear me clearly. The reason why somebody right now has not received their breakthrough is because you ignored that dream that you had. There is a profit that every believer is supposed to. That's why I say the gifts are usually at individual level. And that's why you shouldn't be surprised if you dream a lot about your friends, you dream a lot about this, you dream a lot about this, because the gifts are usually at individual level. But what I'm saying is this. There are certain breakthroughs, and I'm using this word um, generally. There are certain breakthroughs in this church that won't come from the pulpit. They will come because you sat next to someone and you said, you know, there's something God wants to do in your life. And then, no, follow me and follow me well. What you don't realize is this. A prophetic word withheld is a manifestation withheld. Because the Bible says the Lord does nothing unless he reveals to his servants the prophets. So if you think it will happen just by you keeping quiet, that's not how the prophetic works. The prophetic has power to manifest what was in the spirit and bring it to the flesh. So, for example,
example, and it, the prophetic doesn't always have to be a word of knowledge. It's simply the word of God being spoken with power. I'll give you an example. Let's say here's a, a woman who's been believing God for, to conceive, right? She's been believing God to conceive. And then you even know that that's her prayer point. You'll know that that's a chief prayer point. And you've been praying about it. But there is a day. Somebody say there is a day. Where you sense it in your heart to tell her the Lord is saying you will conceive. Listen, you may not know the months, you may not know this, but you just know that the Lord is saying you will conceive. There is a huge temptation to keep that word within where you'll say, ah, she'll think she already gave it to me as a prayer point. Who says you don't have to know about it? Even if you know about it, when a prophetic word is given, there is a power that it comes with. That's why the Bible is very specific and says forbid not to prophesy. So please, if you are holding on to my word, you will, you will, you will. <laughs> Tell your neighbor, say neighbor. You are gifted. For my sake and for the sake of others. Come on, tell another one. You're very gifted. Tell someone else, if it's you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are there any gifted people in the house? Okay. Have you guys noticed since we came back, I tour a lot? And if, guys, I missed church. Can you? I was, I was just standing by the board, so don't mind me. Okay. Also, I'm checking those who are on their phones. So let's continue. <laughs> For WhatsApp, I'm walking in the house. Someone was on WhatsApp. We made eye contact, and we just never said anything <laughs> till this day. That was three years ago. <laughs> the memory lives fresh in our hearts. Guy Mary kept all these things in their, in our heart. Eh? Okay, so let's continue. Next verse. For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom. To another, the word of knowledge. By the same Spirit. Let's continue. To another, faith. By the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing. By the same Spirit. To another workings of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another diverse kinds of tongues, to another interpretation of tongues. Uh -huh. But all these worketh that one and the self same spirit, dividing to every man severally as he wills. Let's decipher them a little. Words of knowledge. What words of knowledge are referring to is it's a manifestation and I want you to hear me and hear me well. I think this definition is good. To understand the gifts, you have to understand the nature of God. So here's the question I have, right? Um, think of your neighbor right now. Look at your neighbor. You, that's your neighbor, right? The question is, what does God know about your neighbor? He knows everything, right? Okay. Then, the next question becomes, what do you know about your neighbor? Probably what they've revealed to you, right? Some of you, your neighbors, you know them a bit more. Some you don't. Okay. 
Can we continue? Imwe, stop saying what you know about that. Okay. So now you know what a word of knowledge is? A word of knowledge is when God gives you an opportunity to know what he knows about someone or something for a purpose. He gives you an opportunity to know what he knows. So it's like he gives you a portion of his knowledge. And that's why it's nothing to become proud about because it wasn't your knowledge in the first place. And how it works is that it manifests. And the way it manifests might be differently. Sometimes a word of knowledge, who notice, can manifest through a dream. Sometimes a word of knowledge can manifest through a knowing. Sometimes you'll hear. But a word of knowledge is when you have access to what God knows about someone or something. And usually it details things to do with their past or present. So for example, the woman, he says, go call your husband. And the woman says, um, I don't have a husband. And he says, yeah, the fact is that you've had five husbands. And the one you're with right now, past and present, is not your husband. There's a knowledge that Jesus was given, which could only have been God. And that's how a word of knowledge works. Okay. So what can God show you about somebody? He can show you what he knows about them. What if he shows you their phone number? It's because he lost their phone number. No, seriously. You know, like, when you are, uh, before you develop a view against something, you must realize that the gifts manifest differently. I don't know if you're hearing me. Didn't God show where, do you remember when Saul was blind? Saul who became poor. Do you remember when he was blind? Do you remember that God spoke to someone? Was it, who, who did he speak to? I'm trying to remember. Was it Simeon? Who did God speak to to go and pray for Paul? Ananias, yeah. And then he said, you will go to this specific street and you will find him. So God knew where Saul was. So can God give you a location? Yes. Why not? So please, even as you are believing God for greater grace in words of knowledge. Please, don't just see small things. Say big things. There's no need to believe God for just the little. And, you know, sometimes the way word of knowledge works, like uh, there was somebody I was counseling, right? Now, they were... Uh, I was counseling in my office. It was my first time meeting them. And... The person, um, in terms of ethnicity, the ethnicity wasn't generically Zambian. And I looked at them, and let's use, what's your last name? Let's imagine it was Banda. I looked at them, Banda is shorter to say than Katasa. So I looked at them and I said, wouldn't it be funny if you had a Zambian surname like Banda? And then they looked at me like, how did you know? In my head, I'm also freaking out, like, how did I know? <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then on the same day, or something, I had somebody else in my office, and you know, they were like going on this like emotional split about uh, being suicidal and the like. 
and I was trying to find an icebreaker. So in finding an icebreaker, I went like, come on, you want to leave your favorite food, KFC? How did you know my favorite food? <laughs> and if, if, <laughs> I can give example after example after example. That's that, that just a bit recent. Or, and you know, sometimes the word of knowledge can work with the gifts of healings. It's one thing to call an altar could say, all oh, those who are sick, is there anyone? Is there anyone? It's another thing to have a specific word of knowledge. Say, there's somebody here, there's a problem with their heart, and this, 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 and this, and this. And that's why, please note, there's a difference between a word of knowledge and an otako. As a matter of fact, when you're functioning in word of knowledge, you even prefer if the people who respond to that word are less. What people give, let them be honest with themselves. It's not a word of knowledge, it's an otako. Is there somebody here? Maybe, perhaps, you've been believing God for a breakthrough. Who isn't? No, it's okay to say that, but call it an otako. Lord, I've got a word of knowledge that maybe somebody, perhaps, here, I don't know where you came from somehow, but maybe, in fact, I think that's it. <laughs> that maybe you've been believing God that one day, You'll be richer than you are now. That's not a word of Because <laughs> we're all believing God for that. The word of knowledge is specific. So somebody say the word of knowledge. So the word of knowledge is where you have a grasp of the knowledge of God, right? Then the word of wisdom is where God gives you the... There's a manifestation that comes and you're able... I will use inverted commas for now. To walk in the wisdom that God has specifically for that person. Because every human being has got a wisdom destined for their glory. So with the word of wisdom, when it manifests, you have access to the wisdom that's destined for that person's glory. And that's why you find this gift will work a lot in the ministry of counseling and advice. That's how it will work a lot. And that's why the ministry of counseling and giving advice, it's a ministry. You have to be very deliberate about it. Don't just use wisdom you've read from books. Pray. Because there may be a specific wisdom for that person's glory. That's unorthodox. And it comes by the same spirit. Let's continue. For some, I'll be a bit faster. Because there's some I'm trying to get us. To another faith by the same spirit. Now, you know what? When you look at this from the Amplified, it's called special faith. So let me tell you how it works. I remember one time I was in a situation where uh, there's a lady who was coming for one of our meetings and her, she was in a bad situation. Her, her esophagus was blocked so she couldn't swallow. She had lost a lot of weight. How many of you remember that? Brenda, right? Do you remember that? Wem, Nyumbayanga? And she was in a bad state. And she sent me a message on Facebook saying, uh, please pray for me for healing. And I said, I've got a meeting this Saturday. Are you able to come? I didn't know she was admitted in that moment. But it turned out she was. So she checked herself out and came and drove for the meeting. I didn't know, by the way. So when I was saying, come, I didn't know. And so the person came. And then um, I had prepared for that one. 
I had spoken in tongues. I had gotten an assurance. I knew it was going to happen. I couldn't wait for it. I said, where are you? Come. Have you ever prepared for a healing? Okay, so she came to the front. Honestly, it was easy. Uh, in fact, we met, remember, well, we met a few weeks ago. It's like, I just need to come to church to testify. Yeah, and then we, when that miracle happened, someone rushed home. In my heart, the conference was done. Like, it was like, okay, guys, I'm done, like, much over. Like, I've, I've exerted, I've given out a lot. And, and if you've been with me after conferences, it takes a while to get back to a state of normalcy. And then someone texts you, Pastor, why can't you make it two days? You way. <laughs> okay. And then I just get a word that, not a prophetic word, someone comes to tell me that they've brought somebody else. I'm thinking, okay. Uh, so there was someone at the meeting. And you know, sometimes at a conference, Especially if you're doing the healing session in the afternoon. Before lunch, you kind of scan. You can kind of scan the issues. Oh, okay. A few crutches here. Okay. This, this, this. You go prepare for it. You build your faith. So now, this one I hadn't prepared for. I they bring this little kid, right? How many of you are there? They bring this little kid. They put the kid on the stage. And he immediately... I'm like, Jesus Christ. I'm thinking, it's a kid, I'm not going to be able to communicate saying, believe the Lord. And I was just like, no, my God, haven't I tried today? <laughs> and I've never done this before at a conference. I walked out. I went outside. And when I was outside, uh, Alice got the mic inside and began singing, you are here. Moving in this place, and then I just felt this anointing come on me like a jacket. And the way the anointing works is that it can change everything about you in a moment. Someone who's like a very quiet person like me can suddenly become very. I'm telling you, that's why some people you'll be shocked on the pulpit and in person very different people and suddenly i just became i'm like where is he and i came back with a step and i'll never i just wanted him and before i knew it i'm talking to bonds i'm like i lied and and they started moving in we were watching it's moving like there's this hump here it starts moving and moving and we're all like my god this is crazy right and then i learned god used that example to teach me special faith so let's say the faith because faith can be measured it's a substance of things hopeful and the bible even talks about being given the measure of faith so let's say the faith i needed for that issue was level seven and then my faith was on level five because you know faith is in levels even even yourself your faith is in levels there's your faith which is your most holy faith and the challenge is most people have not learned how to function in their most holy faith 
because functioning your most holy faith needs a particular environment that's why you are told beloved building up on your most holy faith praying in the holy ghost in a certain environment you notice that your faith goes to a certain level which is different from other environments so most people have not learned how to function in their most holy faith that's why you find sometimes before a meeting maybe you're keeping away from distractions you're speaking in tongues the whole time what are you doing you're bringing yourself to a place where you're functioning at the most holy one anyways so let's say the faith needed for a miracle is level seven your faith which you've built up is level four god's faith is level eternity the level the difference between the faith that you have and the faith that you need then comes as a manifestation of god's special faith but what i've learned is that if you're smart you can grab that and make that your new level Let me Okay, let me just conclude on this part. So we've got special faith. What else do we have? We've got the workings of miracles. I already did I talk about the workings of miracles? The workings of miracles are different from the gifts of healings, though they can work together. But the difference is the workings of miracles don't always have to be a healing. An axe floated in the scriptures. Have you ever heard people say, what's the point of that miracle? Let me tell you what happened one time. There was a meeting I had where God told me to make someone taller. Okay? I know these are normal conversations you have with your friends. And I was crazy enough to believe it, right? How many of you were at that meeting? 20 DK. Where I played guitar and the leg grew out and then played and then... Okay, some of you were there. So, I... By the grace of God, it happened. Oh my God, I was criticized. What has that got to do with salvation? But they also do not. I call it a salvation? and I want more people to Christ than they have in their whole life but then somehow they were still saying what did that do with salvation and then for a moment I was thinking am I overdoing it, am I getting crazy and that day we had a fellowship, like that week we had fellowship at Onza and then these people come for fellowship and they say why did you talk to you, I'm like yeah we are from northwestern province we saw that video and we traveled we're like if this is happening in Zambia I need to see it in person like okay and then, uh, wait, Mary, didn't you first come to my meetings because you heard we were growing hands? She's now saved and uh, <laughs> serving. <laughs> yeah, signs are supposed to point you somewhere. So then, here's what happens next. I'm on a bus after a long, I had a very crazy weekend. On Friday, I was leading an overnight, and then I was leading an overnight with... Uh, an upset stomach because I had gone on a home visitation somewhere and then they did <laughs> you see guys when someone comes to a home visitation cook what you normally cook don't try to impress them they were trying to do those eggs for in hotels where the guy yolk is that yolk that day so my, my stomach was upset 
And then I was from leading an overnight, then from an overnight I had another meeting, and then I had a web meeting. So you can imagine it's late at night, I'm at City Market, I bought myself chicken in to eat on the bus. I used to be that kind of person. I just wanted to sit on the bus, eat, and go home. And then, lo and behold, the worst thing that can happen to you when you want to eat on the bus happened. Somebody recognized me. We all know there are two bad things that happen if you have to eat on a bus. A, is someone recognizing you? B, is sitting next to someone with a baby? <laughs> and then the baby starts crying for it. And the mother goes like, Oh, person in charge, they Okay, now, let me go on. You guys are following? So then the person says, you're Fred, right? I'm like, yes. And then he goes like, God, I've been wanting to meet you. I need to tell you something. And he tells me he wanted to commit suicide. And he decided the meeting I was hosting was the last one he'll come for. And when he came in, he said, God, if you're real, you need to do something crazy. And then when we started doing, performing that miracle, now, you're hearing me using the word we a lot, right? Because in the workings of miracles and gifts of healings, you, you perform it. You have to be involved. There's a difference between the prayer of faith and manifesting the gifts of healings. That's the story for another day. The prayer of faith, you're praying for God to touch the person. The gifts of healings, supernatural energies. Okay. And then the guy said, I walked to the front and I saw it. And that's the day I decided I wouldn't take my life. So God does crazy miracles. Crazy. Okay. And when it comes to the area of miracles, I've decided not to box him. To another discerning of spirits, meaning being able to see spirits the way God sees them. You distinguish the bad from the good, but also from the good to know which type of spirit it is. How can a person tell, okay, there are angels in this place, and the angels who have come have come specifically for this. That's discerning of spirits. Or sometimes you can know what demon it is. And then, to another different kinds of tongues. This is a manifestation where a person, because remember, these are not for yourself, these are for others. So with different kinds of tongues, it's where you receive a message in tongues. And then to another interpretation of tongues. Where you're able to interpret a message which has come in tongues. And when it's interpreted, it becomes prophecy. Because it says to another gift of prophecy. To another prophecy. Is somebody following? There's a point I wanted to say. And just give me a second to say it. How many of you have been blessed? Okay, I'll end here. When we resume after Women's Sunday, I'll then share with you the administrations. Because I said there are manifestations of the Spirit, there are administrations of the Lord, and then there are operations of God. Okay. And when you receive the Holy Spirit, of which we see in the scriptures, and when people receive the Spirit, they'll start speaking in other tongues. The aim is not just for you to speak in tongues. 
the end is a life of power. The Bible says, stay until you are endued with power from on high. I bless them with the fellowship of the Spirit. I declare in the name of Jesus, let all be well with them. And those rivers, they are gushing out. They are gushing out. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, wow. What a service. I have been so blessed and I know you have been too. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you. You can reach the City of the Lord Church on 077-930882. If you are unable to call, you can email us on thecityofthelordzambia at gmail.com or reach us on Facebook at the City of the Lord Church. Stay blessed.